this world that we're living in There's so many people wondering How we ever hope to clean up all this mess that we've made There are people dying in the street Little babies with no food to eat Sometimes it seems we should accept defeat But this won't make us fall There is still one man we can call Danny DeVito The one that we need, oh You're the one who can turn this all around And lift us from the Hello and welcome back to the In My Defense podcast. I'm your host Christian and this is a show where I bring on a guest to talk about a specific subject of their choice and this is episode 15 which is a very special episode because you know what every fifth episode means. It means it's going to be something of my choice. I bring on a guest. I pick something that I want to talk about and this week if you haven't guessed it already I want to talk about something that's especially special. Super special, incredibly special, so many specials. The man himself, American hero, Danny DeVito. Why, you might be asking yourself, why should we do a whole episode dedicated to to the actor, Danny DeVito? Well, it's his birthday today. Did you know that? Did you know today was Danny DeVito's birthday? Did you wish Danny DeVito a happy birthday? Go do that right now, because that's what this episode is about. I have my friend Gizmo, the very man responsible for the beautiful artwork of the In My Defense logo, is my guest today. And we are here to talk about Danny DeVito. Now, this episode is fairly light. Didn't do too much research. It's mostly just about how cool Danny DeVito is as a person. All the great choices he he has made throughout his career. I thought it would be really cool to talk about him, especially on his birthday. And we can get right into it. This episode is going to be lighter than the others, but that leaves it open for discussion. How do you feel about Danny DeVito? What comes to mind when you think of National Treasure Danny DeVito? Share your thoughts at more in mydefensepodcast.com. Let's get into the episode. DeVito, wearing a Speedo, this image will unite us all. With Danny we will never fall Who needs De Niro? This is a face we all can trust Oh Danny won't you come save us Hey take a look over there, see that man? Pay him money, all right? They let me out, okay? I'll be anything you want. Your aunt, your uncle, your sister, your cousin, your brother-in-law, anything, all right? Uh, I am here with a good old, good buddy of mine, uh, double OG, triple OG, say what's up to everybody, Guillermo Figueroa. How you doing? How you doing, Guillermo? Say hi to everybody. Hey, what's up, man? I'm doing good, man. Chilling like a villain. Yeah, I'm probably gonna be calling you Gizmo for the rest of this show if, if that's okay. Perfect, man. <laughs> All right, uh, Gizmo, we are here to talk about something. This is this week is something of my choice. Something that I want to talk about. Every fifth episode of this show is something that I really want to talk about, and I really want to talk about American Treasure, Danny DeVito. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, buddy. 
so before before we get into that, really into the proper in, into the proper show, uh, what is your relationship with Danny DeVito? Like, how, are are you a fan? I kind of brought you on without really like asking you about that, but like, how do you feel about Danny DeVito just as uh, a person, a person out in the world? Um, just secretly, just to let you know, Danny DeVito's my father. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> no, man, yeah. I got the exclusive then. Very, very. No, man. Uh, he's a great, tremendous actor. Um, I love him when I was a kid, you know, ever since I saw um, a few movies, you know, like uh, Twins. What else? Uh, I seen him in, oh, like Batman Returns. Yeah, of course. When he was a uh, penguin, he did a great job on that. He made me feel like he was a penguin, <laughs> you know, and, and, and certain films, you know, like it's just the way he is and how he portrays in every character is amazing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, like uh, for anyone who weirdly might not be familiar listening to this, who might not be familiar with Danny DeVito, uh, Danny DeVito is a Hollywood actor born Daniel Michael DeVito Jr. Uh, November 17th, 1944. November 17th being the day that this episode is released. So happy birthday, Danny. Happy birthday. (laughs) If he happens to be listening to this, which would be amazing, but I I don't really expect it. Um, he is known for doing several movies, including some of my favorites being uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, uh, Batman Returns, Get Shorty, tr- uh, Twins, L.A. Confidential, Men on the Moon. Danny DeVito is like this really prolific guy. He's been doing uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia for years, since like season oh, two of that show. And, love it. I'm, okay, that's good because I've actually never seen that much of uh, It's Always Sunny. I know that Danny DeVito's on there and he's like the the, cra- the, the crazy older. Is, is, he, is he the dad of one of the people on the show or something? That, that's the thing because um, I, I don't want to spoil it for you. I don't know how much. The show's been around forever, man. So I, fe- I feel like go for it. <laughs> okay. Well, at first he's the father of the twins. Mm-hmm. And then later on, they found out that he's not. So then he might be Charlie's dad. Because him and Charlie are living in the same, you know, apartment and everything. But still, there's a mystery on that. So it's it's ridiculous how he is and how he portrays his character there. And it seems like I'm kind of like him. In certain sense, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, so you relate to Danny DeVito? You're saying? Oh, yeah, and that character for sure, for sure. Let <laughs> uh, me see, just some funny, well, just some really cool facts about him. Let me see if I can add those things. Let me see if I can bring them up real quick. All right, so yeah, Danny DeVito. He's from he's from New Jersey, uh, Jersey boy, Ashbury Park, New Jersey, to be specific. Um, he's actually not like naturally short. Uh, I think I, th- I think it's it was pretty safe to assume that he, like he's only four foot ten, but like I think it was safe to assume that he was just a short guy. Some people were just like that short, but apparently yeah. apparently he has like a rare genetic disorder that like inhibits his bone growth, uh, Fairbanks disease or something like that. That's 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 why he's uh, so short. And and no, uh, when he was in the one flew over the cooking nest, he he looks average because he was thin. 
Yeah, I remember seeing him, and uh, I think one of the first things I ever saw him in was uh, Taxi, was the, the sitcom. Oh, place, yeah. Where he, where he was just like the angry the angry manager in that place. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think, I think that's where he got started. And, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, when he, when he was a little bit thinner, yeah, he was just a short dude. It's more noticeable now that he's gotten, now that he's gotten older, but that, yeah, that's true. Uh, he was playing uh, Louis De Palma in uh, Taxi. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> Apparently, one of the things he said during casting is that uh, he was he, he was he he had slammed the he was he was had slammed the pilot script the script for the first episode on a coffee table and then he's like one thing I want to know before we start who wrote this shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I saw that in an interview uh, <laughs> married to Rhea Pullman um, they've been yeah his longtime wife I think they're separated at this point right now no. I, yeah, but they said they'll never. They won't get a divorce. I think they they said like they 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 value their marriage and their time together, so they're not going to get a divorce. But they they're, they're going to remain separated. I think is what they've told like the press and stuff like that. Oh man, I hope for a little bit, man. And they seem good together, you know. Oh no, yeah, they were hilarious. I remember seeing in uh, in Mat- them together in Matilda, and them just being like the terrible parents in that movie. Here's Pi. How old is Matilda? Four. I'm six and a half, mommy. Five then. I was six in August. You're a liar. I want to go to school. (laughs) School? It's out of the question. Who would be here to sign for the packages? We can't leave valuable packages sitting out on the doorstep. Now go watch TV like a good kid. You know, sometimes I think there's something wrong with that girl. Hmm. Tell me about it. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I'm going to bring up Matilda a little bit later, but like, so what are like your favorite things that you might have seen like Danny DeVito in? Man, uh, like I remember like, you talk about the Batman Returns, and I remember seeing. Yeah. I remember seeing like it wasn't until I got older that I really started to understand like a lot of the details about the Penguin because Batman Returns came out before the Batman animated series. It was mm-hmm. out like there hadn't really been any like the only other version of the Penguin we had seen on the screen up until that point was the 1966 show. Exactly. Yeah. With uh, Burgess Meredith, and it was like it was like the guy with the with the monocle, yeah 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 the long with the cigarette and the monocle. So exactly. Danny, so Danny DeVito was yeah like you said like he was basically playing a, a human penguin. He was <laughs> yeah I don't know if that was his choice or not. I don't know all the details about that one, but it was definitely a weird decision but i hope and pray that batman will be present to preserve the peace i'll take care of the squealing wretched pinhead puppets of gotham which i wouldn't be surprised if it was Dane devito i wouldn't be surprised if it was like a tim burton decision to have it's like this guy's called the penguin so literally he acts like a penguin right yeah well his fingers were kind of like um like three fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he was, he was like this mutated child who was like thrown into the sewers because he was deformed. But it was like the the in the in the comics, the original Penguin is like this upper who's he, he's a short guy who's obsessed with birds. That's basically yeah. Like, he's just this rich guy that that likes birds. Yeah. <laughs> they call him the Penguin because he's always wearing a suit. Like he's always wearing a tuxedo. And he had that long nose as well. Yeah. So it was like the when they when they make the decision to have uh, Danny DeVito come in and play him as. Uh, the, just like this monstrous guy who eats like he eats raw fish <laughs> in his, out of his bare hands mm-hmm. and he always looks super greasy and pale it was like it was it was so weird and so very Tim Burton I think it's, it's it was it was about it. It, was a, it was a darker version um, even the first film and the second it was you know Tim Burton's vision of how Batman should be you know what I'm saying 
Because like when we got the 1960s, it was more of a like a comic book cleaner version. And this version was very perfect. You well, know, I will say that the Tim Burton movies have a lot more in common with the 1966 series than I think people are comfortable saying is i mean i've um i'm not gonna get like too much into this but yeah i I don't think tim burns ever read a batman comic in his life like (laughs) someone someone wrote out a paragraph as to what batman is and then tim burns just probably went along with that because people people talk about it being darker and more and more serious and gritty but it was like 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 he, he straps a bunch of rockets to a bunch of penguins yeah, <laughs> and he sends them out. He sends them out to the blow of the city. Like it's not, and like they were like the cartoonishly like barbershop striped rockets at the same time. It was, exactly. And and he, and he rides around on a giant on a giant rubber ducky. It's, it wasn't it wasn't a super dark movie. <laughs> uh, any, anybody who tells you that is lying to themselves. I'm gonna say that right now. <laughs> uh, and Batman should not wear glasses. I'm saying that. I'm saying that. No, right no. Ba- Batman should not wear. Batman does not ha- does not have anything but 2020 vision. Exactly. Not against anybody who wears glasses. I've started wearing glasses, as you can see right now, because I'm spending 13 hours of my day staring at computer screens all night. But um, uh, Bat- Batman, Batman has 20/20 vision. I'm calling that right now. Uh, but back to Dan DeVito. So one, uh, one of the cool things about him is he's just like a super interesting person to watch. I don't know if it became a virtue of just because he doesn't look like your traditional Hollywood actor. He is not like conventionally handsome, mm-hmm. but. Uh, he's he's always like a presence on the screen like seeing him in Matilda seeing him in Batman Returns seeing him in Twins um, he's just this, he just has like these really really funny and cool just this cool dude and then another thing I really like about him is uh, is apparently he's super prolific in in Hollywood as a producer he is almost personally responsible for some of the biggest movies that have come out over like the last 30 years yeah I, I found out and it's yeah, very interesting. Yeah, he uh, he he co-runs a production company called I think it's called Jersey Films, and apparently they have been putting out some of the best movies we've seen. Like one of the first ones they ever did was Pulp Fiction. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Pulp Fiction is a movie that might not have existed if it wasn't for Danny DeVito. Uh, he, uh, he's he direct. He, I mean, he directed Matilda, which is a thing that everybody yeah, I know that one. familiar with. And this this has been known for a while. Like that, like you can look up an article that was written back in like 1993, which I have a link to here. It's and it's about like Danny DeVito's experience of uh, producing Pulp Fiction and how like they were just kind of like taking a chance. Like they had seen Reservoir Dogs by Tarantino mm-hmm. and. And, and and Pulp Fiction when tw- when Tarantino was trying to get was trying to shop it around, it was being turned down by a lot of studios. And then and and, and the Dan- but Danny DeVito was one of the people who was like fighting for it and trying to get it done. Like they tried like they were turned down by TriStar, who you could tell like everybody everybody they got turned down for, re- totally regretted it a few years later when the movie became yeah. one of the biggest classics of all time. Um, because they they I believe they they didn't see the vision what they had. That's like wow! It's is is cap, you know, like is captured everything. Yeah, and then I think and Danny DeVito, like he's just this guy who loves movies and he loves making movies and mm-hmm. he lo- and he loves putting them out there. Like, uh, let me see, I have another one here. He, oh, he produced Super Troopers. Um, oh wow! With the Broken Lizard guys, like he took a chance on them and it became one of the biggest comedies ever. Oh, one of the biggest movies that um, he produced was was Gattaca. They had seen. Uh, 
Gattaca had won awards. Like people, uh, people love that movie when it came out, and it's one of those, it's another one of those movies that Danny DeVito like and his and his team just kind of like took a took took a took a chance on Garden okay. Garden State, a, uh, a, a basically a, a Jersey film directed by Zach, written and directed by Zach Braff. Uh, that one was produced by Danny DeVito. He's just this guy who exists in Hollywood, and he and he's and he and he backs and he backs like these major projects that he really believes in. So it's just cool seeing the influence that ba- probably Danny DeVito has had on everybody because. Yeah. If because there's likely one of your favorite movies was something that wouldn't have existed if it wasn't for Danny DeVito up until this point. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know they're going to remake uh, Twins, right? Or reboot it? Are they? I didn't. Yeah. Know Supposedly, um, I heard that Will Smith and someone else is going to be the characters. But Kevin, I might be Kevin, wrong. Kevin Hart, probably. <laughs> well, supposedly before it was Kevin Hart and The Rock. <laughs> that doesn't feel the same to me. Like to me, like you go going back to the '80s and, and like let's talk about Twins for a Twins is this movie where the whole idea of it was that there are these two guys who are twin brothers, and apparently they put all the good into one into one of the twins uh-huh. just trying to make the perfect being the per- the physically the most the most perfect I think I think Arnold Schwarzenegger's character was also like wasn't he also like a super scientist <laughs> who talked no, like this like he, was I think, always, he was like a weightlifter and he was a super smart also I think he was super smart when he did Junior because I know he like in that film he was he was coming to look for his brother and he was just a normal big jock. But yeah, Twins, a movie that came out in 1998, a physically perfect but innocent man goes in search of his long-lost twin brother who is short, a womanizer, and a small-time crook. <laughs> Played by Danny DeVito. But instead of just one perfect kid, Mom had the two of us. Way to go, Mom! Wrong. The embryo did split in two, but it didn't split equally. All the purity and strength went into Julius. All the crap that was left over went into what you see in the mirror every morning. Whoa, 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 you tell me I'm the crap? No, no, this is not true, Well, wait a minute, Julius, I wanna wanna hear this. You tell me that I am the leftover crap, that I'm no good? He's wrong. Look at him. You saying that I'm a side effect? You haven't got the brain power to understand this, and I haven't got the time. Show's over. Oh yeah, intelligent but naive. Yeah, yeah, like they put all the they put all the goodness into Arnold Schwarzenegger's brother, and then yeah, uh, and and then everything everything that was left over ends up becoming whatever. It is <laughs> Daddy. Was. And it, it was it was one of those things where I don't know I don't know if they could do the same thing. Well, today because not that it's offensive or any degree, but I don't think there's like two actors that more specifically who who makes such a good example of what like perfect like especially in the 1980s like Arnold Schwarzenegger is the perfect action star he's like the yeah. he he he's the most he was one of the most paid actors he was he was the most paid actor of all time for a little while there and Danny DeVito was this guy who was coming up who who come up people unknown but like he was just like this weird dude that people really love seeing on the screen and so yeah. seeing that dichotomy between them was a lot of fun what is the, one of your favorite films of Danny DeVito uh, I think for me, Batman Returns is up there. Uh, I love seeing him in. I love Hercules. Hercules, that's right. Hercules, where he plays the the pan Phil. Who do you think taught Jason how to sail? Cleopatra. I trained all those would be heroes: Odysseus, Perseus, Theseus, a lot of yuses, and every single one of those bums let me down flatter than a discus. None of them could go to distance. And then. 
There was Achilles. Now there was a guy who had it all. The build, the foot speed. He could jam. He could take a hit. He could keep on coming. But that for slugging a heel is. He barely gets nicked there once and kaboom. He's history. It's a, it's a, it's a funny thing when it comes to like his, his place in that movie because... Um, he's playing the the cartoonish like comedic sidekick. Yeah, and that was something that had been going for a while since Aladdin. Like it wasn't until it that wasn't a thing up until uh, Aladdin, because we had seen we had seen like the cartoonish sidekicks in other Disney movies, but they had never they had never been like played by comedians. It wasn't until Robin Williams plays the genie in Aladdin. Exactly. That, that that we saw then how successful that was that we started to see oh yeah let's get more comedians and that's why we see um, Danny DeVito as Phil that's why we see Eddie Murphy as uh, Wushu in mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the giant yep. in Mulan um, so 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 Danny DeVito's name was up there in, in in terms of like these high profile comedic personalities that you want to get in a Disney movie and I do love seeing uh, him I, I, I he didn't come I don't think he came back. To play, hold on, I'm gonna check that right now. Did he come back to play him in the? Because one of the, I, I I like the Hercules movie. It's not one of the best Disney movies out there, but it um there but it's one of the few ones that did get a uh, spin-off cartoon animated series. No, I don't believe he did the the cartoon version. Probably not, but it'd be amazing if he did. No, it was a uh, Robert Robert Constanzo who is uh, known for playing. Yeah, Robert Constanza, who's like another, is a voice actor who's known for playing like the rough, gruff guys with that with the voice. Mm-hmm. He was like Harvey Bullock in the animated TV series for Batman. But uh, also one of my favorite movies that uh, Dan DeVito ever did was, of course, Matilda. Yes. Yeah, I think Matilda is a f- big time favorite of mine, and and he not only and he not only plays like the evil like dad in that movie, but he also play he also directed the movie. Yeah. And, and like I said, like uh, Dan DeVito is this dude who he just really he's just really good uh just a really good like a hollywood hollywood personality i don't know what it is but like there's just there's just something about him that makes that he he has he has value in the hollywood world just because he he works so hard and he and he and he knows what makes a good movie i think it's it's his creativity you know that like i said that he's able to get into these people's characters and 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 just to make it work you know what i'm saying um like like my all-time favorite is a cuckoo nest and and how he played that he was childlike and and his features how he was his face expression shows a lot you know and then he's able to get into these other characters and you can see the difference of each character. So, like for instance, um, like you said in in Twins, he was like a womanizer, and and he had like that confidence that most people like who would look like him won't yeah. have. And and like if he was in Matilda, like that evil father. You know, he's able to capture all these things. And, and for instance, when he was playing that um, own lift and throw mama in the train, mm-hmm. he was he was like a, a, a guy that respected his mom so much. And you can see that, that, how can I say, like, 
annoyance from his mom. He was like, bro, I want to kill her. You know, it's just like that little trick inside. He can see it. You know, it, it captured it. He he's really good. He's able to get in these 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 thoughts and 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 the way he is. Maybe I think maybe it's because he just looks like a real person. He doesn't look like your traditional Hollywood actor, so he ends up like being much more relatable whenever we see him than um than I think than I, than I think basically anybody else that might be in a film. And we could probably go about this like that. We like we could go through like some of the movies, some of the more well-known movies. I think what his uh, like one of the the first movie, I think the first big movie that I know of that he was in was One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, that was like we were just getting a bunch of like really great performances out of that movie. I remember reading the book when I was in school, uh, seeing him in there and seeing um, Jack Nicholson. It's like like just a bunch of stellar performances. I remember being a kid and like seeing him in the show Taxi. Yeah, and, and 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 I was only catching the reruns. I'm not old. I wasn't old enough to like watch it when it was coming out. The show Same ended here. back in like 1983. But I I feel like every version of like that angry boss that we might see in TV or anything else since then is basically based off of uh, uh based off of Louis De Palma in mm-hmm. Taxi. He's done so many things I haven't even seen. Like I think *Romancing the Stone* is a famous movie that he was in. Uh, *Johnny Dangerously*, uh, *Batman Returns*, seeing him seeing him as the Penguin. We already talked about that a little bit. *Hoffa*, *Hoffa* was a big movie where he plays Bobby Claro. Oh yeah, he was in *Junior* too. He was also in *Junior*, not two, but uh, yeah, he. he apparently, yeah, I, I, now I want to know if like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Dane DeVito are buddies or not. Well. I hope so. You know, it's been a long time. <laughs> well, you know, like you work on these Hollywood films, and it might just be like a job. But I wonder if, like, <laughs> I want, I, I, I wonder if they just, hey, you want to go get a burger? Like <laughs> after they after they finish the day. Oh after, yeah, for sure. After they Actually, after they finish the day on set, you did get Shorty, which I think he was the director of Get Shorty as well. No, no, he wasn't. Barry Sonnenfeld was a director, but that is a movie where uh, Danny DeVito did help produce. He did help produce Get Shorty. Yeah. Like I said, like he's just he's just one of these people that you don't realize how much of an impact he's had on your life until you like take a deep dive and 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 find all these like these really amazing stories about him. Like he did. Oh, remember he was the he was the 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 the, the boss monster, the bad boss in Space Jam. <laughs> yes, yes. Like if basically if you want your gruff. Uh, if you if you want your gruff, angry dude just to say horrible things at you, you get Danny DeVito to do it for you because he's the man for the job. You know, it's interesting that his daughter Lucy is following his footsteps, and I did not know until when I watched um, uh, Sunny. Uh, always Sunny. Yeah. So I think she was there, and then I didn't know that she was part of it. And I was like, "Oh wow!" 
that makes that makes sense. Uh, I mean, when your when your parents are Dane DeVito and Rhea per- Rhea, uh, Rhea Perlman, sorry, um, you kind of like have to get into the show business. Oh, yeah. I think. Um, what what is his like? Uh, what's his character's name on uh, on It's Always Sunny? Frank. Frank. Uh, Frank Reynolds. What is like? I know he came in on the second season. What is his presence like on that show? His presence is. From what I from what I understand, like I've only seen, like I said, I've only seen like a few episodes, and then maybe like some clips here and there. And, ba- and he always feels like a very chaotic person, like someone, like whenever, whenever he's like the character you bring on when you want something to go wrong to 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 get the episode going. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's funny because like at first you see him like a little bit calm, and then when the episode starts rolling, you know what I'm saying? He's the type of guy that's like he doesn't give a crap. Um, he's he's all about money and schemes. He makes fun of uh, his children, and 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 he's just like a, another womanizer. You know, he's like he's the biggest pig, the biggest slob. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And and him and Charlie make these games inside the the house that's like bonkers and bizarre. And I'm not sure who who brought those games up, but it's just. The way his character is is like he's he's free, you know. And there's yeah, an episode that he was naked, <laughs> and I'm like, dude, like he was coming out of the couch. I've seen that gif, yeah. <laughs> Bro, that naked is like, dude, like what the heck? I is that the gif? Is that the gif that I sent you when I was when I was when I was telling you what this episode was going to be about? Was him sliding out of the couch naked? And all you just see is like his flat ass crack. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think. Uh, DeVito is he's one of the few actors and I don't know if we'll see someone like this again where there's so much to his expressiveness and his energy mm-hmm. I don't know how many young actors today can really get it with I think people a lot of the time are looking for like more grounded performances they want something almost more real but yeah. uh, but then you like you go back a decade or two and you find people like like Jim Carrey, Robin Williams, Danny DeVito, like these super, super expressive guys that can just go from uh, zero to eighty in half a second when it comes yeah. to when it comes to like the amount of personality that they're putting out there, and and, it, and it's and it's and you can't replicate that. Like I don't, there's not that many actors in Hollywood today that I think could replicate the amount of energy that goes out. You can try, you can try to do a Robin Williams impression. You can try to do yeah. a Jim Carrey impression. You can try to do a Danny DeVito impression. It is exhausting. I'm sure there are people that can do it, but you can't do it for that long and for as long as these guys have, because it is super, super tiring. It is super, yeah. super difficult. I, I think it nowadays is so sensitive. Well, it depends because there's some certain uh, comedians will kind of like cross those lines, but then there there's yeah, actors that are. I don't. I don't buy the sensitivity thing. I don't because I because I because again like those three guys I just mentioned they were also never guys who were mean about what they did. Exactly. Uh, so I, I never buy that. Like today, like uh, I never buy whenever someone complains about PC culture or people too sensitive and being snowflakes all the time like usually the people who complain about that kind of stuff are the people that you can't really say anything offensive to yeah when it comes to them um so what I, what I found is like people are more open people are now realizing oh yeah what what I say can actually hurt somebody so I'm not going to say something that's hurtful yeah I will, I will say something that's true and something that we can all relate to but like when it comes like uh 
like I said, those like these Danny DeVito was never someone who was like mean to people unless it was for a part. Right? You, exactly. You hate the characters that he plays. You love to see him play them. Uh, when he, when people described him in get closer to my microphone when people uh, described him when he was like uh, working uh, working at rehearsal and stuff like that he is and like he's animated and expressive like there's an article in the um, the Guardian that was written about Dane DeVito and how like basically he's he got super lucky in Hollywood everything kind of worked out for him he made the right decisions he got to he, he got to be in the right rooms um and like and his energy the energy they always see whenever he's performing is always like he's shrugging he always feels like he's overwhelmed mm-hmm. uh, he, he, he he's laughing so hard that his glasses are falling off <laughs> or, or they're like going up to his forehead because again the guy is just like super animated which uh, makes sense this is why you would see him like playing you know a Disney cartoon sidekick or something like that you yeah. know and apparently, he apparently apparently he is like you were, you brought up twins too earlier, and he's the one that's like he's one of the people that's in discussion. It's like he's producing, helping, trying to help produce that. Like apparently he's been in talks with uh, oh, with, he's been in talks with Arnold Schwarzenegger about doing this. So they might they might actually end up being a part of that movie. I hope so. Uh, there's rumors saying that Eddie Murphy might be down to play their unlikely long lost sibling, so it's becomes triplets. <laughs> Oh my gosh, <laughs> that'd be hilarious! I I do remember when he played the Renaissance Man. That was the first film that was more more kind of like drama. There's still comedy, but like it was more touching. No, yeah, I I truly believe that like comedic actors are also can be some of your best dramatic actors. Mm-hmm. Um, because when it comes to drama and comedy. And horror to a certain degree, uh, it's just it's, you're just trying to hit the right buttons, right? Like comedy, yeah. about, comedy is all about like trying to get to where people feel the most uncomfortable and laughing about it. And then drama tries to do that same thing in horror too, where it's like you're you're look you're looking for the place where someone is out of their comfort zone, where they feel where they feel like the most where their guard is down and so when it, so comedy and drama are those really cool places that you can go to where, where you can either laugh about it or you can cry about it and and I and good actors are the ones who can do both mm-hmm. um, and I, being and just being able to do comedy you're already halfway there in my yeah. opinion because we've, we've we've seen actors who who can get by but then can't really can't really do the comedy aspect like you can see on SNL when Danny DeVito gets, gets to be on like SNL he's he kills it mm-hmm his name is Vinny Esposito, and he's ever so friendly. Yo, how you doing? <laughs> my dad works for a big American company, and my dad might be getting into business with his dad. My old man's in construction. Just like me, Vinny doesn't have a mummy. My mummy's with the angels. My mummy's sleeping with the fishes. <laughs> my daddy says she had a big mouth. <laughs> Vinny, didn't you think that Christmas in Atlantic City was ever so much fun? It didn't suck. I had a great Christmas. All Christmas day long, I played the slot machines by myself. And every two hours, a nice lady named Bambi would take me to the toilets. Speaking of toilets, while you were just talking, I made. I thought it was getting warmer in here. 
and yeah, he's totally capable of bringing the drama because he feels like a real guy. He feels like the kind of guy that you just kind of like hang out with, you know, just some weird old Italian dude who down to earth. He's down to earth and has like this super growly voice. Um, one thing I want to, <laughs> I kind of want to talk about is the uh, his political views. Uh, and we we might be able to f- finish on these thoughts like after getting all these, all these other thoughts out. Uh, but uh, but apparently, oh yeah, oh yeah, uh, Danny DeVito's a Bernie bro. <laughs> a what? He's a Bernie bro. He's a, he was down he was down for Bernie Sanders oh, wow. during the election, all that kind of stuff. Um, he was one of the first folks who well not one of the first folks but he was I mean, he's on record saying like four years ago like do all you can to make sure Donald Trump doesn't become president. Um, we we failed we failed him we failed you Danny DeVito we yeah failed, we did we, <laughs> we failed you so hard so hopefully we made up for it in the last few weeks um, but like he he goes on record like on Twitter and like online saying that he just calls like the Republicans clowns and he, yeah like Danny DeVito just seems like this dude who's just super cool to hang out with <laughs> and uh, I definitely want to wish him a like big old happy birthday I don't know. <laughs> I, I wish that he was immortal, bro. <laughs> because you can't like 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 we spoke like there's no actor like him or anyone close to him or you know any other actors that we know uh, can be able to be very expressive nowadays. Now it's like I see films are kind of like they're good, but it's not. He's the type of person that could develop a character and show the character within that time frame within that film, mm-hmm. if I make any sense. You know what I'm saying? Because you see characters and, and like, okay, it's fine. It's whatever, you know? But with him, he's able to show more and to give more what he do you know because well I think yeah what you're trying to get is it feels real it feels he just he's just this dude who like you said he's down to earth um he brings like these true performances that you could uh, you could you can there are certain things that Danny DeVito do, can do that like not I don't think that many other actors in Hollywood can do or get away with right because there's just things that you wouldn't believe you wouldn't believe like a Will Smith or a Chris Hemsworth or a whatever name basically any guy anybody else in Hollywood over the last 40 years who can do what Danny DeVito has done like he's irreplaceable Exactly, he's irreplaceable. There's, there's. That's the word. Yeah, there's, there's, there's no, there's no other version of Danny DeVito. There's no one out there who looks like a young Danny DeVito now that mm-hmm. can really do his, like what he did. Like I said, there, there's a presence that exists in him. I am going to pray to whatever God will listen to me that this episode does not kill him. <laughs> <laughs> that as bad as this year has been, I do not want to put out the episode that come about Danny DeVito right as he dies or something like that. So please live. Long Long and forever, Dane DeVito, live as long as you possibly can. <laughs> yes, sir. Guys, it was so fun talking to you. I wish I could, we could talk about this for I'll definitely have you back on at some later date. 
if people want to know more about you and follow what you do online, where can they find you? Oh, I should also say, I'm just, uh, I don't know if I said on the podcast so far, but Gizmo is the person who designed and made the logo for In My Defense podcast. You see it every episode that it comes up. It's on the website. Uh, basically, he came up with the aesthetic that I built this entire show around. So if you want to, if you want Gizmo to do that for you, tell him where to find you, Gizmo. Uh, you can find me in my company, Gizmo Creative Designs, um, or in my Instagram, uh, Amazing Gizmo with one G. I'm here to help anyone who wants to have their vision to come to life. I'm the guy for it, and I love design, so hit me up. And he's super talented and super easy to work with definitely reach out to my man i will put links to the website and to the to the socials online and on the website when this episode comes out you'll even be able to probably find them in the show notes just scroll into whatever app you're using and you can probably link to it right there uh gizmo thank you so much for coming on the show it is a pleasure to have you buddy i love you so much thank you man i love you too bro it's an honor all right we out save the day we need you more than words can and that is the episode folks like i said this is a short quick one this week just a sweet little homage to the great danny devito for his birthday happy birthday danny devito if you're listening to this I'm wondering why you don't have something better to do with your time. If you enjoyed this episode, big thanks to uh, Gizmo, Guillermo Figueroa. Check out his website for all your graphic design needs. If you want him to put a logo together, put a poster together, put t-shirts together, he is the guy to go to. Links to his socials and his website will be found in the show notes below. Uh, otherwise, if you enjoyed this episode or you want to comment on it, maybe you want to discuss it in with other folks, uh, reach out on InMyDefensePodcast at gmail.com for any email and thoughts that you want to share feel free to leave a review on itunes five stars please help other people find the show spread it around tell your friends tell your enemies there's always an open invitation to be on the show just go to inmydefensepodcast.com you can fill out the google form on there and that'll get you on the show just got to fill a quick little form say what you want to talk about why it's so passionate to you and i will review it otherwise i will see you next week with another geek on the in my defense podcast on that day the world will cry and this is why Danny DeVito wearing a speedo this image will unite us all with Danny we will never fall who needs Danny is a face we all can trust oh danny won't you come save us